0: I don't even know how to start.
1: You got it! What are you talking about? Hey, guys. Okay. <laughs> you got this. Um...
0: Hi, everyone. My name's Emily, and this is, like, my fifth time doing this, because every time I start, I sound like a YouTuber. (laughs) And this is... Just FYI.
1: And Sophia! It's
2: (laughs) fine.
0: (laughs) And we decided to come up with a sexy quarantine... (laughs) Quarantine? Quarantine! Yeah, but you're my quarantine. That's right. Cute. Quarantine episode. And we had three different sets of people on, all kind of sharing their different experiences being in quarantine and kind of what that means for them. First up, we have Miku, who talks about her long distance Polish boyfriend, how they met the trials and tribulations of internet dating, but definitely an overall positive, beautiful story of what can come of talking to hot guys on the internet and and love obviously we're all about love (laughs) here as well and romance we love love we love love and we love romance and all that good stuff after that we have julia and gretchen who are also pursuing love in their own way they started a internet service called zoom after hours zoom dash after hours.com and it's been popping off in quarantine as to be expected and kind of the comeback of matchmaking services. And last but definitely not least, we have Nicole Cartwright who is using literature to influence and inspire her phone sex adventures and her explorations on dating apps during quarantine and just all that fun, good, sexy stuff. So without further ado,
1: enjoy. Oh and also, yeah. Some of the, Oh yes. The uh, the recording quality has been compromised because we're holding all of these conversations via Zoom. Shut up Zoom. So It's
0: honestly not even that noticeable. Sophia's just super humble. <laughs> Usually we have fancy microphones, but we are without. But it's it's not it's it's great. Sexy. So Without further ado. Yeah, no, smoke, drink, whatever you need to do. That's right. have fun. Um, you get to choose an alias before we start, since this is all anonymous. And all, we're only publishing the
2: Oh, no, I fully expected that you were going to be like this, my friend, like, no, uh, you know, uh, this blah blah blah. You know, uh, she's from here and like does this. I was like, oh, my God, so no, um, <laughs> okay, I i was watching Hatsune Miku videos earlier on YouTube, so let's just do Miku, <laughs> M-I-K-U yep. easy M I K E Z P. Love that, cute, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know who she is, like the little Japanese um hologram. I think so. Will Michaela like Hatsune Miku walked so Will Michaela could run. I
0: thought what you brought to the table was interesting because you were in a long distance relationship before quarantine, but also I was wondering how it's changed in quarantine. But also give us the backstory how you met your. Polish lover.
2: Okay. Okay. So should I start from the beginning then? Very smart. It's kind of a story. You guys are gonna fucking laugh, but okay. So I have been in contact with him since freshman year of college around October, I want to say. And it was around, so I had a boyfriend in high school who I dated for two years. And he was like my—he was my only like person I had ever been with at the time, and we actually broke up because he was gay, which is like you know it happens to everyone. So I moved to New York, you know, and I'm—I download Tinder. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna live life or you know whatever you're supposed to do when you move to New York and like hook up with people or whatever. The funny thing is, I just I never ended up doing that. (laughs) So I literally remember seeing his photo like swiping and seeing his profile and i was like oh my god he's so cute like he's so much cuter than me though like he would never go for me but I'll, I'll swipe i'll swipe right anyway and we match and we start talking and he's like oh yeah you know i'm going to school in new york but i'm back in warsaw i'm from like a town outside of warsaw so i'm like back in poland at the moment but like i'll be back in new york whatever in a few months and i was like okay so we're talking and we talk and talk and talk and we were talking into from october into winter break and all of that and then when i got back from winter break i was like oh cool like let's make a time for us to like meet you know we should go out we should go get dinner or something because he's like yeah i'll be back soon when i said that he like stops all contact i go he completely the weird part is that he didn't unfollow me on instagram or anything like that he just stopped responding to me completely stopped responding to me i was really upset about it like i have friends that i touch to now that are like yeah i remember that like you were really upset about it and eventually like I just kind of got over it and moved on with my life, and I was like, whatever. I actually ended up deleting my Tinder profile because I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this shit. Like, whatever. I'm over it. And he occasionally like liked my photos and like would view my stories. It was weird, you know, like it. it but would never like. I just never reinitiated contact because so I was like, whatever. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Fast forward to the summer between junior year and sophomore year (laughs) i remember again where i was i was working actually as a (laughs) i was working as like um an accounting clerk assistant at over the summer back in dc for like a disaster renovation company that like when you your house catch fire or whatever you have to go through insurance get rebuilt i was the one that was like processing all the paperwork so i was on my lunch break And I was sitting in my cube on my phone and I get a message, a DM from him saying like, I am so sorry. I have not stopped thinking about you. I lied to you. I don't live in New York. I just bought the Tinder thing so I could talk to people around the world because I thought it was cool. And then I liked you a lot and I felt bad. So I just stopped talking to you because I didn't want to lead you on anymore. He was like, I live in Poland. I've never been to America. <laughs> I, I've never been to America. I have never, I, I don't know anyone else in America. I recently, and then he was like, I recently moved from Poland to the UK to live with my sister and work there. And my English has gotten better and I want to talk to you more. And I was like, he was like, maybe we can be friends, you know? Can you forgive me? And I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, we can be friends, like, whatever. Like, it was so, I was literally, I remember just sitting and staring at my phone, like, what the fuck? Like, and then I was just like, they always come running back. You got Nanny McPhee. They always come running back. He basically, like, I was very, I wasn't mad at him anymore, because it had been so long, I was just like, whatever. But I didn't think that we would really have that much contact, I guess. He lives, he's working in UK for like, I don't know, six months, talking on and off, you know, like France, whatever, different time zone and everything, so it's just like, you know, he ends up moving to back to Poland but to a different town in Poland, a different city up north. It's really beautiful by the water. And that's when he moved in with some of his friends and he started video chatting me more and initiating more contact with me. And I was like, cool, like I need people to talk to. I'm pretty introverted and quarantine, I'm loving this. Like I love talking to people on the <laughs> internet and not having to see them in person. It's great. <laughs> And so we just start talking more and more. And, like, it became very natural. Like, he's a very good friend of mine. He's very cute. Like, we're into each other. But, you know, just, uh. then I go to study at St. Martin's last summer for in the UK, in London. And I had some money saved up. So I can go anywhere I want on the weekends, right? It's so cheap to get around. You can take bus, you can take train, you can train those fucking under the water. Like, it's crazy. And I was like, you know what? Because I went to back to Ukraine um, probably six months before I went to Central Saint Martins. And he was like, oh, we should meet up when you're in Ukraine. Like, I live so close to Ukraine. We didn't end up being able to meet up. And I was like, I'm in the UK now. Like, i can go wherever i want so i got an airbnb in warsaw for four days i got a point round trip plane ticket i didn't tell anyone where i was going i didn't tell anyone who i was with i just went and <laughs> i got on a plane and i fly to warsaw and he takes a train from his town into warsaw and I remember chilling at the fucking they have a mall there and I was just chilling at the mall waiting, talking to this homeless Polish homeless guy who just had all these questions for me. Then I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's him and I was like, Oh my god, it's crazy. Like we got along so well. We go to the What elderly. was that
1: moment like? Like what was oh it god. like when you just looked at him in real life?
2: It didn't really feel like in the movies where it's, like, this amazing, like, you're both slow-mo on the beach or whatever, like, running towards each other. It really wasn't like that. It was just, it was a lot of like, I've seen my friend for the first time in a really, really long time almost, you know? Like, I felt like I already knew him, and I already knew who he was, and I already knew, like, him very well. So, it was just kind of, it was like, hi, ah, wow, like... Wow!
0: You you know? Before then, like, did you ever like sex or anything? Oh, of course.
2: Of oh, course. okay. Of course, I didn't know what yeah. What
1: the phone was. Did you have any hesitations, or were you scared at all in any way, or was um, it mostly just goodbye? I
2: had no hesitations. I was scared like I was nervous I remember I was shaking waiting for and the last like 15 minutes I think that I was really like nervous but like once we made contact with each other like and saw each other and everything then all the nervousness like went away obviously it was a little bit awkward for the first hour you mm-hmm. know but then we get back to the Airbnb and like settle in and go get food and start walking around and stuff and you know then it then it was fine we got really 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 drunk the first night too so that helped i think we just we just got two bottles of vodka and we went to my airbnb and my airbnb had this window giant window and a table in front of the window and it the, it was on, like, the second floor of this beautiful street in Warsaw, so you kind of just look out the window. And we just sit there, and we had pickles and sausage. And we just sat there and drank and drank and drank and ate pickles and sausage and just talked about lots of things. You know, That's it was it was, it was very good experience. And we were there for three days and four nights. I mean, three... Opposite? Four days, opposite, three nights? Four days, three nights. Yeah, four days, three nights. And not a single argument. Honeymoon phase. No, I know. I, we're still in it, though. I don't know. I still haven't argued with him. We don't, I don't know. I, he's just so way back. I'm so way back that we're just like, okay, whatever. But did anyway.
0: you have sex on the trip?
2: No. So actually, I went to Warsaw and we did, like, we fooled around, take shower, everything like that. We didn't have sex. I, you know, it just was, it just never happened. Um, And then I went back to the UK, and then I actually made a second trip to Poland two weeks later to go to his home, like, village outside of Warsaw. So I flew into Warsaw, and then I took the bus from there, and then into, like, where his village is. And I stayed there for two days, and we did not have sex. I know. For some reason, like, I remember feeling kind of, like, for, I don't know, I was a little bit relieved because I have only had sex with one person before. I had, it had been not very many times. So I was like, I don't really know how I feel about it. I don't know. So, but I didn't like, he didn't really initiate it either. And I remember asking him before the taxi was coming to take me to the airport. We were having breakfast outside and I said something about it. And he was like, well, you know, I feel if we did it, when you're here for like two days, like i would feel really sad because you would just leave and i don't know like it just doesn't feel right to do it when we have so little time to spend with each other and i was like valid i didn't really care i was like yes it's fine like whatever i went to see him again in this past january in winter break and we did some fucking. so it's <laughs> fine we made it for us last- i was there for nine days this time and i got an apartment honestly, to answer your original question about, like, quarantine and everything, because we are so used to it, actually, I think our relationship has been better, because we have so much more time to talk to each other, he calls me almost every day, around, like, three o'clock, because it's 8 p.m. his time, and then we talk until 3 a.m., 4 a.m. his time, that's, like, 10 for us, it's really pure, like, I don't know, like, For some reason, the quarantine has been working in our favor, you know? I guess it's because we're not cooped up in a small space. Nobody is, like, stepping on each other's toes, maybe? I don't know.
0: Like, you already have the distance. Like, it's not not anything new.
2: Nothing new. In fact, the only hard thing about the quarantine is that he's playing video games so much more that uh, it's hard to keep his attention sometimes (laughs) that he'll be like, what? what? And I'm just like, whatever, I'll call you back later. (laughs) But (laughs) other than that, like, it's been, it's kind of business as usual, to be honest, for us.
0: Yeah, that's why I thought you brought, like, an interesting perspective to the table, because I was like, I wonder how quarantine slash if, if slash how has impacted a long distance relationship.
2: You know, we were actually supposed to see each other for spring break, I had an interview in Krakow for the company Misbehave for a midwear position. <laughs> the day I was supposed to fly out was the day that they were enacting the Europe ban, like yeah. flying back from Europe ban. And like the ban came into place 12 a.m. at night, and my flight was like 11.45 p.m. or something. And the only reason I didn't get on the plane is because it was canceled. Like, the flight got canceled. But if I had gotten on that plane and gone there, there's a good chance I would still be fucking stuck there right now because there's no, like, there's no flights outside. I mean, out of Poland right now.
0: Yeah. It's full lockdown. In real life, even whenever we talk about boys and stuff, you're so reserved, kind of, in a way.
2: No, I have never had casual sex in my life. Yes, but on the internet. Oh, I'd be, I, I be having fun on the internet. I used yes. to work, I camped for a solid three years. Like, I do that shit. I don't know. Something about other people being involved makes me, uh, like, I just, ugh, I don't. I don't know. I have had experiences in my life that I feel make it really hard for me to open up to men in particular and to have some kind of intimate relationship. That's not easy for me. It's easy for me to like post things online and be crazy (laughs) online. I think it's fun and I don't really care. And it has like no fucking repercussions on me whatsoever.
0: Have you been camming since entering your
2: relationship? You know, no, I haven't. So I cammed mainly to make money and then to save it. And then I started camming more heavily in the beginning of this year because I could make money to go see my boyfriend. So I was literally just doing that to make money so I could buy a plane tickets so I could go to Poland. Right now, since we've been in quarantine, like I keep thinking, I'm like, yeah, it would be really good for me to get online right now. Like I could probably make a couple thousand dollars in the next like couple months. But then I was like. But I just don't feel like it. Sometimes it just feels, sometimes it makes me feel very degraded. And so I need to take time to just be away from it and then pick it up later. That's true. Um,
0: it has to be a detached activity.
2: Yeah, he knows about it. He, you know, he doesn't have a problem with it. Not that it really affects him anyway, it benefits him. Because then I get to see him more often. (laughs) So I'm like, like you can't really be mad. I'm like, oh, do you want me to come to Poland or not? (laughs) Like, Uh. it's expensive. So if I if I could get a job and have to adhere to specific hours and balance that with my school, or I can do something that's more freelance that I have complete control over what I want to do. I don't even have to show my pussy if I don't want to. Like I can straight up just sit here like this, and people just talk to you. You won't make that much money, but like it makes something. True. Money's money. Money's money. money. I don't care where it comes from as long as it's not, like, blood money. That's that. He wants me to make an OnlyFans. I'm like, every bitch is making an OnlyFans. So it has to, like, I'm not going to just oversaturated market. And I'm not about to, like, I've made a lot of money camming. I know what I'm doing.
0: Has your cyber sex and sexting gotten more like cuckoo bananas during quarantine?
2: (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. I would say that I mean after so long of doing this, you know, with each other, there is like a repetition of concepts. I I guess (laughs) like yeah we don't talk like you can't talk about something new every time. This hard like we've been talking for so long, you know I can't possibly think of something new every single time that like we would both like. Um, So obviously like I say some of the time we dwell on experiences that we had in person and talk about that and like reminisce about that because it's just so cute and pure and then also yeah Some i mean sometimes he'll throw some new material at me and i'm like this is i'm like this is new like you haven't mm, this is new like where did you get that (laughs) who showed you that (laughs) yeah usually he'll he'll sometimes he'll throw something at me and i'm like huh but it hasn't
0: been anything that i'm like no um, I was talking to someone the other day about quarantine and kind of how it's like shifted sexual patterns and how people who've previously like not been okay with phone sex or like not necessarily not okay, but like it wasn't something that they were doing. Like they're now, now they're doing it. The people of-
2: that were like, ew, bro. okay. I not someone who's
1: like, ew, phone sex. I've just like never had the opportunity to really have phone sex. And so I want someone yeah. to tell me how to have phone sex because I just like right? have like- no idea. The why? one
0: phone sex is like it's hard. Like what you're saying, I think you know you. Like what do you say? What's there to say?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I you're the like expert. that's why you're here. It's very. I feel like it's very specific to the person that you're talking to. I cannot imagine picking up the phone. And having phone sex with someone other than him because, like, I don't even know how I would approach that or, like, mm-hmm. w- only happens when you're super comfortable with that person and, like, yeah. it sounds super cliche, but, like, you'll know what to say. Yeah. You'll know what to say. Trust me. You'll know. Like, phone sex with
0: someone who, like, you, you've never had physical sex with is, like, really odd terrain. And I think that's what people are doing right now is uh-huh. maybe someone who they've, like, maybe never had sex with. And then they have yeah. phone sex and then it's like, yeah. okay, I want you to be your turn.
2: <laughs> I was afraid that having phone sex, you know, when you say phone sex to me, that makes me think of like literally like talking on the phone and we've never actually done that. Oh, we've never actually done that. I've only, we've only done that through video chat or through just texting. So texting. So no, like there has been no faceless conversation on the phone. So that that's one thing. I feel like video chat's great because you don't have to say shit. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You know, that's like
0: you're so saying, I'm in the other camp. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't um, necessarily want to look at you. Uh,
2: <laughs> but I think I mean, so it I depends again on the person. Yeah, it depends do. on the like, person. Like I would, I could never imagine doing video. Chat with like my first boyfriend. Like I feel like in order for you to have really good video sex with someone, you have to already have gotten over the weird, uncomfortable phase that people have when they meet each other for the first time. Before I don't like I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, we didn't even start doing anything on video chat until I had met him in person. mm. So that's also another thing. That started after I met him in person and we got closer in person. We had video chatted before before I met him in person, but they were all very like and like SFW, like, here's my friends, like here's your friends, like we're all just having a conversation and it's fun, you know. That was a great
1: story. Yeah, it was so sweet. But I think the current state of things and the lack of a timestamp on the situation makes any sort of prospect of talking to people feel kind of just hopeless. And we've talked about mm-hmm. this before, Emily, mm-hmm. where we just don't really know what the value in talking to people is right now in a romantic way because, yeah, it's the idea of seeing someone in real life is far-fetched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's cool, I think, to just hear something that for so long was rooted in not seeing each other. And the yeah, way in which it, and it worked into something so
2: yeah,
1: nourishing and healthy and great is the best thing to hear right now.
2: It's the healthiest relationship I think I've had with anyone outside of maybe like my best friends from when I was young. Like it is a healthy, wow. stable, abnormal, but, you know, nurturing, I think is a great word, relationship. I love him. I love him so much, you know. Like, we are in love. It's a, it's a really kind of an amazing <laughs> thing to talk about and to express to people because I, I didn't really talk about this with anyone for a long time because the prospect of us being together was so far-fetched that I felt embarrassed Because I knew that people were going to say, oh, okay, okay." like, sure, (laughs) sure, like, sure, he likes you, he's totally not just fucking random bitches and talking to you online, like, sure, whatever. Believe in love. I do believe Believe in in love. love. And I have never been one of those people that is afraid to be in love. There are a lot of people, I think, that fear love and push relationships away because they're scared of that vulnerability but i've never i've always wanted to give someone all the love that i have and now i can do that and it's and he does it back to me it's equal yeah i hope that this gives people hope like if anyone if people listening out there like hi are you afraid that this guy might lose interest in you in three months and like never speak to you again or it you'll never meet in person like possible i'm not gonna say that's not the most likely thing that might happen but hold out there's a little 15 percent chance that you know might actually work i believe that things work if you work hard enough to make them work mm. period you get what you put in period my job bitch yeah that's all i gotta say on that Amazing. This was fun. I was you have no idea I was so nervous to like do this. <laughs> we don't know what
1: we're doing ever. It's yeah. so we're Aww. so bad at this. You Actually, so Emily's good. really good. I'm really hey, bad.
2: Sophia, you're the best. You guys are great. I you was listening to the episodes that you guys have and they're really good. Sophia's the
0: world's best editor and producer. I'm like
2: the kids in
1: theater that wear all black and run around on the stage. <laughs> and change the set.
2: <laughs> Anything you want to add? Discord is a great platform for sexting and video sex it's awesome um i highly recommend it other than that no i think i'm good (laughs) nice are things private on discord Mm -hmm. i know literally nothing about it you can make your own server you can either do direct message or you can make your own server um we just do i have my own server but we i have like all my friends on it so we just do um uh direct message but it's for people who do video games so your discord is usually set up with your video games so you can watch both at the same time so split
1: attention span. and video games at the same time
2: I, it's mate, he's spoiled He's spoiled yes. <laughs> But yeah well. and it's free so <laughs> We'll come yeah, back anytime it. soon you know oh, yeah. 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 let me know what else you want to talk about i'm happy to give you my opinions on on, on fascism like anyway mm, yes yeah. we love well, you can't wait i to love you person. guys too thank you Bye. yeah Bye. whenever this is over stay safe you guys don't go outside yeah. if you have to.
1: Today we have on Gretchen and Julia. Um, Gretchen I know through uh, some friends and is a friend, a very close friend of mine. Um, and Julia is a friend of Gretchen, so I've never met before. Um, but do you guys want to say a little bit about yourselves um, and your relationship to um, the dating app, or like how your interest in dating? and awesome. creating a matchmaking service.
3: My name is Julia. I've been a friend and collaborator with Gretchen since 2011, when we would shoplift from Urban Outfitters together. I graduated from Penn this May, and I think that the matchmaker should be as commonplace in our society as the barber, the dentist, the therapist, and the hair cutter. <laughs> I like,
4: the three. barber and the hair cutter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like kind of two different things. Totally. Totally separate. Yeah.
4: Okay, and I'm Gretchen. As Julia said, we've been, you know, collabing since freshman year of high school. I'm also a friend of Sophie's through multiple avenues. How many? And you know, I've been a user of these dating apps since I was say 15, pretending to be not 15, you know, and I've I've invested some significant time. And I also love I love love, and I love manifesting it,
1: especially for others. So we wanted to talk to you today about um, your Zoom dating service and kind of the genesis of it. But why don't you guys just, like, tell us a little bit about what you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) Julia, you can take
4: it away. It was her brainchild, so...
3: Okay, cool. Yeah, basically, we're... We're doing like Yenta-style matchmaking via online form and Zoom and using, you know, like those fun questions that we cooked up. And yeah, Zoom is like having a moment because of this pandemic. So, you know, like the time, the time was ready and then we put it out there. For
4: reference, <laughs> the project it's called Zoom After Hours. The website is zoom Hours whoever wants to check it out we're taking rolling submissions um till the ends of of time basically
0: is like the online zoom dating platform a brainchild that you had in quarantine or is this something that you've been wanting to do before the pandemic
3: so before the pandemic for sure so I think that the the origin of the idea was on New Year's Day I went to this brunch at my college friend's house where there was this twenty-eight-year-old guy there who is her sister's friend and everyone was like begging him to see this matchmaker based in New York that apparently all of these people from my friend's office go see. And then Later, I was with Gretchen, and I was, like, obsessed with matchmaking, and she was, like, please stop talking about matchmaking. Like, you, you simply need to stop. But that was, like, where the origins of, like, matchmaking as a concept started kicking around.
4: And I've been a longtime fan of um, Millionaire Matchmaker Patty. Is it Patty? Or- yeah. Totally. Always a Patty. And then I also knew of this Twitter account called Red Yenta, which was started by these two women in Philadelphia, which was, like, a leftist dating platform that was like you would submit like a personals ad kind of to this twitter and then people could like respond i think the time is really ripe for kind of alternative dating methods you know
3: we're done with the ads
4: yeah
3: the service gretchen is also the one who told me about lex which is the like personal ad based dating app that i Is it based on Craigslist personals, Gretchen?
4: Yeah, it's based on like old school newspaper personals that people would post in like 70s, 80s, 90s, like on the back pages that would like mostly be for like lesbian and queer people. And then this app basically kind of is like reproducing that online where people like post their own ads and you can like link to your Instagram, but it's like very much like not based on photos, just based on these like funny or cute text you kind of, like, pull off? Yeah, it's solely text-based, mm-hmm.
0: I think. I saw it through my friend, because my friend showed me it, and I thought, and it's kind of, like, funny.
4: Julia wrote my my Lex ad for me. They suggest a friend write yours, because, you know, they know you best. I feel like our age demographic
0: of, like, early, mid-twenties, we're so drawn to the apps, and, like, I agree, I'm kind of, like, sick of them. But, like, I think when a young person hears, like, matchmaker, they assume, like, it's serious. Like, match.com or something.
3: I feel like that, like, the biggest thing that I feel like will usher in, like, the new golden age of matchmaking is, like, the app fatigue. Mm. Because, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I'm 23. I, like, barely use them and they, like, make me ill to look at. I think that they're just, like, such a bad user experience, like, on basically every level and I feel like that matchmaker, the term—I don't know—I feel like it can be like reclaimed. Like I'm trying to think of it's like, it's like a cobbler or something. Like I feel like it will be kind of like a quaint thing that's like coming, coming back.
4: Well, like trad values are coming back. You know, like people want like to make their own mm-hmm. bread, kind of like sew their own bonnets, like yes. be made. I feel like we're harkening back. You know, it's like we're enough. over.
1: Well, and also it's like this idea of instant gratification of just like immediately being matched with people all the time is like it gets tiresome and there becomes a point at which it's just like you're collecting people who are essentially meaningless. And to have someone be like, here is your match is like whether or not the match is actually good. And this is no commentary on your matchmaking skills specifically. But I think the like specialness of being matched with a person also adds a certain degree of like oh this is my person like someone thinks that I should be with this person and it's not determined by like an algorithm or something and the idea that you have to wait for that result as well is like also very interesting and adds another layer of like investment to the whole
3: process
4: yeah and I think there's also like apps are so oversaturating where it's like I think I'll talk to someone and then like I'll start talking to someone else and then it's like I'll forget about that person then it's like and then there's so many people that you eventually just, like, lose track of, like, individuals. And it kind of comes with, like, meld of people. And I feel like there's something where it's, like,
3: you can focus on one person. And then, it, I don't know. So, if you want to divert your energy that way is... It's, like, the promise of instant gratification because you can instantly access a lot of people. But then, like, the quality of what is actually being delivered is so low that, like, there's not that much gratification. And then with this, it's, like... There, it like eliminates all of the like decision fatigue of like waiting through millions of photos. Totally, yeah.
0: and sometimes you don't even know if you're even gonna like the person until you meet up, and then like t- choosing to meet up with them is like a whole other thought process.
1: Also, how has it been going? Like, you're how how, well, how is the matchmaking going? Have there been any like really successful dates? Um,
4: we've run into a few technical issues. Like, my computer broke, um, some oh, of our emails were yeah. from people's spam folders, because so Gmail just, like,
3: didn't really trust us, <laughs> but there have been, there have been. There, some- it has inspired some flirtatious emailing. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. been quite a few flirtatious
4: emails, which I love. I love a good flirtatious. Did the pandemic, with your
0: matchmaking service, are you, like, seeing any relationships, like, pan out, like, given the
4: circumstances?
3: I feel like mm. it's too it's too early to tell. Okay.
4: I will say, and we also haven't been like matching people necessarily based on like geographic proximity mm. because it, it do, that doesn't seem to matter right now. Um, but of course, like that would matter more like post. So Though it's interesting because a lot of people are like, I'm from New York, but I'm in LA, or like I'm in you know blah, blah, blah. like no one is actually like really where they are are you know, yeah. which I also allows for kind of like an interesting
1: dynamic geographically because it's like everyone's kind of lost i guess it's about the intent of like how you approach them after hours you know it's like am mm-hmm. i looking for a flirty quarantine like boo to talk to like via yeah. Zoom? am i looking for phone sex am i looking for a long-term relationship um and we've gotten a couple of people who are in relationships just
3: looking for a friend you know just
4: like yeah, so quarantine pen, pen pal that's so cool. So we we accept all relationship statuses. Oh, that's so awesome. I like the
3: idea of
0: like platonic matchmaking. That's very mm-hmm. sweet to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that yeah. I've I, I'm not on Bumble, but someone I knew who was like cool moved to a new city. I think she like moved to Philly, and then she's like, I'm I don't know anyone here. I'm downloading Bumble BFF and then. She was on it for a few days,
1: and she's like, this is so fucking weird <laughs> and Then
4: she deleted it. Yeah, I always wondered about the, like, friend section of apps because it always feels like, I don't know. I've always been curious if that, like, come like anything comes up from it. Yeah, and, like, on
0: Raya, the just here for friends, I'm like, you're cheating on your wife. <laughs> like, you're a liar. Oh, I have a question. How do you mm-hmm. think that going forward, like post-pandemic, how do you think that your matchmaking service is going to pan out? Once things I think will, because right now it makes sense for it to be on Zoom, because life as it is right now is just more digital. Um, and this is the quarantine sexy time episode. You know, right. you guys are here, but post-pandemic, do you think you guys want to take things more IRL and encourage your matches to meet in person?
4: Yeah, well, I don't know, I think I have a lot of thoughts about, like, what dating is going to look like post-pandemic, because I kind of feel like it's going to, like, pivot into two directions, Where it's like, some people are just going to be, like, so much more agoraphobic and, like, continue to be, like, so online and, like, living that way, but it's, like, there's going to be another percentage of people that are going to be, like, oh, man, I want, like, cruising to come back, you know what I mean? I want it to be, like, old school, like, I'm, I can't look at my phone anymore, like, please, like, I can't be inside. I don't think it's necessarily going to be one or the other, but, like, both kind of tendentially are gonna occur I want to be more of the latter but it's like hard to say how our like psyches will react to all of this so I don't
3: know it's hard to say what do you think Jewel yeah I think that that I think that like the two forks is pretty apt And I think that in general, I feel like that the pandemic has potentially made people realize that there are certain things that they typically look for in person that can be in some ways done online. So say, for instance, like a first date, like does it really have to be in person or can you kind of just do like a cute little screen or Zoom call? I don't know. I think that there definitely will be like some people who seek more offline experiences, but in some ways, like, realizing that th- things can be replaced digitally, um, at least in the beginning, could be a move.
2: That's interesting.
4: I think there's been so many times where I've, like, texted someone and then I meet them in person and it's, like, it's not, not, like, connection. And I realized that, like, the way I was reading their texts was, like, just me kind of projecting my own kind of sense of humor or, like, tone onto their messages. And then you meet them and you're, like, oh, I fully just kind of, like created their personality to align with like my interests but like that's not actually what they meant in their messages and i actually know of a friend who before she goes on any tinder date will always facetime the person yeah which when she first told me i was like oh my god that sounds terrible like i would never want to do that but i'm like that's actually really smart because i feel like you can probably be like oh wait i don't want to you probably save so much time
1: yeah But it it's like how many list. dates have i been on that like i get there and you're immediately and like, immediately no. like no
3: Textual. Like, you chemistry. know in like 90 oh. seconds. Yeah.
0: Because mm-hmm. like I've had like textual chemistry with people.
2: Yeah.
0: And then they're, they're like funny via like writing and like maybe that's just like their way of like how they're com- comfortable communicating. Then you meet them in person and it's like long silences and <laughs> it's like very uncomfortable and I'm just like yikes and it's just mm-hmm. so different. But yeah, I think the Facetiming thing before is smart, and now that we're kind of like forced to, it's kind of more old school, getting to know people
1: more. Yeah,
4: yeah, definitely.
1: Thank you, a bajillion, thank you for coming on, and thank you, thank you for, the bro, thank you for having work us. Work you're doing, you guys yeah. are doing good shit. Keep it up. God's work. I'm gonna submit. The, Please do. Uh, the I would love to match after you. hours. And maybe we have, like, a follow-up kind of thing with it, too, where, like, after Eat uh, My Match, we talk about it or something. All right. Okay. Mwah. I'll see you guys later. You. later.
4: I'm jazzed to be here. I got my rosé, and I'm ready to oh go. Oh,
1: my God. So oh. fun
4: yeah well it's three o'clock here so it's a little bit more appropriate than whatever like, time okay, is a flat circle. circle keep filling her up fuck yeah okay. you're the
0: first person that we've talked to in since like summertime really yeah
4: wow i'm so honored <laughs> i'm gonna be back these bitches yeah. love
0: content mm-hmm. and now's the time to do a podcast because everyone's forced to listen people are corny and they want podcasts. I literally feel like I'm in middle school
4: again. We all are. It does. And I
0: feel like everyone has collectively regressed and I'm really happy about it because now everyone's on my playing field that I've always been on, which is just like perpetually hormonally 13.
4: No, I could feel that. I was talking to a guy and I was, he was like, oh, I, I wish I could see you. And I was like, I know it literally feels like We are in eighth grade. We don't have cars. Like, we can't (laughs) see each other. So we're just going to flirt with each other via text
1: and be like, oh, too bad. Like, Drop lots of smiley faces.
4: Yeah. Like, I'll meet you on the bus pad after school. We could do a quick kiss in front of our teachers and then just, like, part ways.
0: I forgot to mention, before we truly kick things off, what do you want your alias to be?
4: Oh, So I do have, I have a, my go-to alias, which is the name I always tell people my name is when I don't want people to know my name. And that's Nicole Cartwright. Oh my God.
1: I love that you have like a full name chosen.
4: Yeah. Nicole is the name that I wanted to um, have when I was a child. I thought Nicole's were really cool. And Cartwright is because there was a lawyer in my hometown who had a lot of television commercials and his last name was Cartwright i'm nicole cartwright
1: that's hot i feel like everyone around me knows what their alias is and i just have absolutely no idea
4: just pick a name you liked as a child and then a lawyer in your hometown who had a lot of commercials
1: Um, that's so smart what's his name the strong arm there's like a there's like a car accident guy named like the strong arm
2: jessica the
1: strong arm (laughs) Yeah, drop what is his actual name? Let me figure it out. Why Jessica? That's a horse girl name. I know Frank D Azar, that's his name. Jessica Azar. <laughs> I hate that's that. that. That's
4: you can't think girl. of a last name because then it's obviously fake. Yeah. So you have to think of someone you know with the last name, but not know that what like you can't know them personally because then it's weird. Also, you have coronavirus. Yeah. So I was never officially tested because in New York, they're only testing people being hospitalized. Mm -hmm. But I like got diagnosed by my doctor and look at, I didn't go need to go to the hospital or anything. I was able to breathe fine. I had like a hundred degree fever for seven days. And then by like the 10th day, I felt pretty much back to normal and was able to make TikTok videos and all that good stuff again. But
0: were you still cyber flirting with Corona?
4: Well. See, I feel like I, I was a little bit, but it was really, like, pre-corona, post-corona.
1: Yeah. Did you tell people that you were seeing, like, after you had coronavirus? Where you are like, oh, my God, this crazy thing just happened to me? Yeah. I just got no, I've been
4: telling people. Okay. Because I, well, I'm on a couple, I'm on literally, like, all the apps now.
1: But people
4: will be like, oh, like, just lucky I'm he- healthy. And I'll be like, ha, I had the virus for a week
1: and they'll be yeah. like oh my god are you okay and I'm like yeah I overcame it no same except the thing that happened to me was that like when I got it you got, got to I got sick like right after I had come home but I had seen a few friends because I like wasn't taking shit seriously and I hooked up with a boy and, <laughs> and gave it to him <laughs> see I got
4: I see I posted on Instagram that I had it Because I was like, everyone's posting that they have it. It's like empowering people and telling them to be serious about it. And then all the guys I had seen, like, in the past couple weeks were like, I'm very concerned for the well-being of my family. Like, did you have symptoms when you saw me? And I was like, ah! Like, luckily I didn't. Yeah. but yeah, I was getting messages from like all of these guys coming out of the woodwork and they were like, hey, remember that time we hooked up and like I went to your apartment a couple weeks ago? Uh, and I was like, relax, you're fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. After that, I texted everyone as soon as I got a fever, but it was still like, it just felt so bad to give it to someone. Yeah. It was so stupid.
0: Did any of the boys that you were hooking up with get it?
4: No. I mean, I hadn't seen anyone two weeks before I got it because it was co- technically like quarantine already. But so that's why I was like, relax. It's been four weeks like you're not. Don't. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Like, come in here telling me that you're afraid for your family. Like, screw off.
0: At the beginning of quarantine, I thought it was kind of romantic. Like, <laughs> like, oh, there's something so romantic about a global pandemic being stuck inside, maybe we will all find love. But then I was like, oh no, people are dying. This is not romantic. And everyone pretty much, I would say 85 to 90% of friends that I have who were talking to someone pre-pandemic are no longer talking to that person.
4: Well, it's hard. It's hard to keep it going, especially when there's no end game. Yeah, yeah like no one knows when this is going to be over and especially distance is now like such a weird thing where everyone who is in New York is now scattered all over the country time zones aren't adding up also just like how long are you going to text about the movies you're watching because it's not like anything new is happening anyway
1: everyone is depressed
4: yeah (laughs) everyone is i so depressed.
0: (laughs) I have friends also who, it didn't necessarily fizzle, but it turned into resentment. Really? Really? Yeah, because um, some people maybe who were, like, already in relationships, like, you're really, like, some people maybe who are living together. Yeah.
4: My best friend broke up with her boyfriend. They were in quarantine. They decided to try quarantining together. They were together for a week. They got in a huge fight. She went home, and after two weeks of being at home, she was... She realized, I no longer want to be in this relationship called him, and they broke up after about a year. After a year? <laughs> after a year of seriously dating. They had, they were planning on having children together. They had talked their whole life through. She was going to go to grad school. He was going to wait for her.
1: Better sooner than home. later, though.
4: Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're saying now. And But the thing is, we were like, you know what? You have the whole pandemic to kind of sulk. Like, be sad now. But once this is over, you got to come back ready to find a new boy, because...
0: Oh my gosh. I've been saying since the moment this started, once this is all over, we're all just going to be like dry humping in the streets, which Mm -hmm. is fantasy as it is, and like society (laughs) is going to be what I always like dreamt it would be, which is just like dry humping in public. I think dry humping is really underrated, and I've been talking... I've been having a lot of um, dry humping discourse. Or there's like the alternative viewpoint of people being like they're gonna be scared to hold hands
4: people are going to um probably i think maybe less partners but those partners are really going to be you know i think people are going to get a lot kinkier after this too because they've just had weeks and weeks to think about their craziest fantasies and now those things are all going to come true
0: yeah all i do is stare out the window and think about sex And if anyone tries to interrupt me, I get upset.
4: Are we recording? Yeah, we are. Oh, this is it. (laughs) Okay, yes. Okay, so video speed dating. So I joined the league, that app where you have to apply and there's a wait list. But I really think that they just try to hype it up to be a lot cooler than it actually is. I don't think it's actually that. There's not like that long of a wait list. And it seems like they just let everyone else on. But there's a really cool feature on the app where every Wednesday and Sunday at nine o'clock, you go live. So you get three, three minute video chats with guys you never like matched with or seen before. And it is the best thing that has ever happened to dating apps. I love it. Really? Because it's three minutes. So it's a perfect amount of time to kind of like feel someone out, but you're not tied to anything. Like it's a perfect amount of time where you're like, oh, I really like this person or I don't like them at all. So, I'll tell you so I did it last night. The first guy was kind of like he was boring and he was telling me that he worked in finance and he was working on like tax audits and everything. But it's only 3 minutes. So like 3 minutes of my life I won't get back, but I'll deal with it. And the second guy was wonderful. We really hit it off. 3 minutes went by, we wanted to keep talking. Um so we both liked each other and that means that you get moved to like a chat where you could talk to each other afterwards. And then the third guy I got was this guy with a weird porno stash that you could tell has been really his baby this quarantine. And he was sitting on this giant um, sectional with about 15 other guys. He explained that he was in the Hamptons watching 40 Days and 40 Nights because he and all of his boys in the Hamptons were very horny and they really related to that movie. So, (laughs) oh my God. He, like he, the call came up, and he goes, "Hey guys, I got a cute one with glasses." And then they all crowded around the phone, and it was, and like that was terrible. but <laughs> I just kind of talked for three time. minutes, and then that was it.
0: I love an awful man sometimes. Oh,
4: just the worst! <laughs> but he made me realize how great number two was. I know, yeah. put
1: something in the perspective. Yeah, you get three, and some, you get to like stack them. Yes, exactly. You get.
4: Three guys one of them is boring the second one's good the third one's an asshole you realize how good number two really was and then we ended up facetiming for like an hour and 45 minutes afterwards cute and he seems like a really great guy but it's like the idea of doing a face a face to face date before messaging i feel like it's such a quicker way to tell you like someone so true There's no kind of back and forth awkwardness. You can't lie about who you, I mean, you could still lie about who you are, but it is my new favorite way of online dating. And I've been on the apps for, since I was 18. Yeah. What apps are you on? What other ones? I'm on Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, League. Um, Actually, that's it. Yeah. Those are, I feel like the, the, the base pack. I yeah. wanted to get more intense, I could go on, like, eHarmony, but I can't do that yet.
1: You're, like, what, 22?
4: That's I'm 22, yeah. Not I until I'm 30, I can't go on eHarmony.
1: I'm yeah, because not- we're, we're doing, like, dating apps, or, yeah, dating apps light. eHarmony and Match.com are, like, I'm trying to get married. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to fuck around to see someone who's hot and cool and I like. I'm not yeah. trying to, like, wipe right. at the moment
4: yeah make out with
1: djs make out with djs that's why
4: i'm on the apps does bumble also have a video dating feature i believe it does now but the thing is with bumble you have to swipe on someone and then you know and then talk for a little bit and then you have the ability to video chat with them on the app but what i like about the league is that you don't get to choose who you're going to be matched with it's totally random and that I think forces you to a lot more likes a day than I usually did, getting a lot more matches um, and conversations that are actually going somewhere. And people aren't, you know, kind of flaking out after a message or two, which was always kind of a thing to. But it still is kind of getting to that point, like you said, where after a while, what do you talk about anymore? If you're not yeah. video chatting or actually getting to know each other on like a really um sincere level you can't do that thing where you just text for like four or five days before going on a date and realizing if you want to continue or end it
0: and like what you were saying earlier there's no like end game we aren't sure when it's gonna end so a lot of people are like why do I even talk to someone who I've never even met before if I don't even know when I'm gonna see them like they're basically a stranger I think if you had, if it's someone who you've met pre-corona and I've hung out with different.
4: Yes. So getting to that, I feel more comfortable around, you know, if you're not video chatting or anything, it's kind of scary. Like you don't know kind of who this person is. And this is how I got into my literature, phone sex. (laughs) Here's the, here's the beginning of the story. So um, in February, or not February, in the fall of this year, I was seeing this guy, just casually, I met him on an app and we would get drinks and, but then um, he stood me up on two dates in a row. (gasps) The first time he was going to tell me when he was leaving his office and then just never texted me for like four hours. And then the second time I was like, screw you, how dare you? And then he was like, let me make it up to you, let me make it up to you, planned a whole other date. And then an hour after we were supposed to um, meet, he texted me and said, Hey, my cousin just got out of rehab, so I have to cancel.
1: I don't. It's <laughs> like something you would know about. I know. It was an oddly specific getting out of rehab. You know that they're getting out of rehab. That's not a surprise. I
4: know. It, yeah, that's what I didn't get, but it was also sensitive enough that you can't question. Yeah,
1: because that's a dick. Being like, I know that that's an excuse is like, yeah. no. <laughs>
4: I couldn't be like, hey, screw you, and screw your cousin. Yeah. (laughs) cousin. So I was just like, you know what, whatever. I blocked his number, forgot about him totally. Then the beginning of the quarantine happened, and he liked me on Hinge, and I got the notification. And that night, I happened to be um, a few too many glasses of wine in and messaged him back, like, how dare you, you to me up twice, like what kind of son of a bitch would do that? Like, you're the worst kind of person. So I sent that message off and like rejected his like, and then I got a text from him and it was heartfelt and apologetic and whatever. I don't think it was sincere, but whatever. And then he texted to me the next day and you know, like you just kind of, I knew I wasn't gonna meet up with him again, but what's the harm in just texting back, I guess? So he started talking again. And because I was so comfortable and familiar with him, things started getting a little bit flirty. And, you know, you're here in quarantine, what else are you gonna do? It escalated to some naughty messages back and forth. And then the next day, he was like, I wanna hear your voice, let's talk on the phone. So I agreed, we were talking on the phone. It was kind of strange because I had never really been a phone sexter, but, you know, giving it my first go, just kind of saying whatever came to mind, and then he wanted to do it a couple days later, and I was like, yeah, sure, it was was great fun, so we started, and I realized I had nothing to say, like, everything I, that was, like, I thought was kind of hot, I had already said. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's the hard thing about phone sex, that's, um, I was thinking about that, because I'm like, what, like, you... And also, you're a writer, like you were journalist, yeah. yeah, you're yeah, you are a journalist, It's like you have a colorful vernacular, you're an intelligent woman, yeah, oh, but it's
4: what it's happens it's when it's you say everything that is could be said right, so it got to the point where he <laughs> he I could tell I was claiming up because at one point he was like, "Hey, are you wet?" And I said, "Yeah, are you." <laughs> 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 He's like, um, what? And I was like, uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I could tell things, were, things weren't going well. I had said everything I could possibly say. I was out of things. So I did what, what anyone would do. is I got up, I started panicking, but I couldn't do it too loudly because I didn't want them to hear it. And luckily, I have quite an expansive uh, book collection. <laughs> and someone had given me the book, The Mister. Which is El James's new book, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I, <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, oh my God, oh my God!" And let me just preface this by saying that this book is an insult to books. It's the worst book that has probably ever been written. It is five hundred pages of absolute problematic garbage. It is. If you haven't read the book, and I, I have it here. Just it is about a an Albanian immigrant who is illegally working as a maid to an earl in England. And this earl is also a DJ slash model slash photographer. What is this set? This is modern day. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. And the thing, the, the little twist is she just escaped from sex trafficking. Oh. So, and this is, let me remind you, the author, Fifty Shades of Grey. This is her new take. Um but the book doesn't have any BDSM. It's just, it's probably, it just has like a lot of underlying sex trafficking no-no's that are in there. But there's often, you know, there's pages on pages of just vivid sex scenes. So you could pretty much just open up to any page (laughs) and have, you know, E.L. James, the master of phone sex, give you the words. It's a little bit tricky because in this book especially, They switch back between point of view. So it goes from the girl to the guy to the girl to the guy. So you have to be really thinking about the pronouns you are using and how you need to switch them. But you are pretty much guaranteed you open up to any page and there's something on that page that you could just skim and say out loud and someone will think that you are a phone sex goddess.
1: So give give us a sample. Okay. Let's get some material. Can
4: you hear this audio of me flipping the pages of the book? Yes, ASMR. All... How about I read you what it says and then what I would say? Yes. Okay, just yeah. so you can get a little the okay. translation. So I opened up this page. This is page two hundred and twenty-seven. Let me remind you, this book is over five hundred pages. It is it is quite a dense book. Um, so you know, it could last you the whole quarantine. Although I don't recommend buying this book, I think we should all stop this sale. Someone should just like burn all of these books. But here we go. 227. Let me skim the page. Okay, here we go. Um, he says, "That's right, Alicia. Touch me. I want you to touch me. I crave her tongue." She kisses me and hesitantly pushes her tongue between my lips. And all <laughs> and I take all that she's got to give. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> We kiss and we kiss until I think I'm gonna burst. I skirt the waistband of her pajamas and slit my hand inside the warm, soft skin of her behind. She stills for a second, then grips my hair firmly, tugging hard, kissing me greedily and feverishly. all right, so that's what that's what e l Jane says, and then me, Nicole, you know here here we're on the phone. And you just gotta, you just gotta work with what you got here. So you look for keywords. So you see the, that's right. Touch me. I want you to touch me. So you could just, you could just copy that verbatim. I would just say, I would just insert his name, and say, oh, I'm thinking of you touching me. I want you to touch me, kiss me. Hesitantly push your tongue between my lips. That's, that's Are You throw in the hesitantly. I'm, yeah, I want them to think I'm educated. Interesting. Yeah. I like it when, when, I like just dumb sex. <laughs> and then, well, see, it says here, I skirt the waistband of her pajamas. I would yeah. just say, I want you to stick your hand in my pajamas. Yeah. I also throw in a little bit of my regional accent, which is I change pajamas into pajamas accidentally. Um, and then slip your hand against the warm, soft skin of her behind. I would not call my own skin warm or soft because I know I'm not moisturizing like I should this quarantine yeah so I'm not gonna lie I was just say skirt your hand against my ass probably
1: skirt yeah no it's all about the verbiage like because you have to you can't just say like touch here yeah touch here touch here
4: that's why you need EL jeans to help it's honestly pretty brilliant Like, I think that's so smart.
1: I love that you came up with it, like, mid-phone sex.
4: Well, that's what happens when you ask a guy if they are also wet. (laughs) Diamonds are made under pressure, baby. (laughs) The The downside is, you know, you're not actually, you're not really enjoying it. I mean, you're not, it's not like you're not enjoying it when you're reading from a book and, like, having to think about changing the words, but honestly, the fact that you get away with it is more exciting than any orgasm could be.
0: Yeah. I this like, guy has no idea. Yeah. I feel like so many women love that about, like, sexting and phone sex. Like, guys are sitting there hunched over making weird sounds. And nothing wrong with it. I love the sounds. But women are sitting there and we're just like, it's a power trip.
4: Oh, for sure. What's the weirdest place you've ever sexted? Oh, sexted.
0: Yeah. Probably anywhere.
4: Yeah. I've done it at the grocery store Well, I was, like, running errands. But it's, that's a great thing about texting, too, is they have no idea where you actually are.
0: Yeah. Do you ever send photos?
4: I'm not a big photo sender because yeah. I, I feel like I have a very identifiable body. Word. I send a lot
1: with, like, I'll send a lot of, like, lingerie.
2: Yeah, that's my move.
1: I don't do like full on. I, cause I, for some reason, I'm just, I think it was probably in high school when like a bunch of people got busted for news. Yeah. Like it traumatized me.
4: <laughs> but yeah. I do like,
1: I do like a sexy undie pick.
4: I also think it's just hotter. Yeah. Do you text it or do you Snapchat? Snapchat, oh. for sure. Interesting. With, it, with this one guy in particular. Okay. Snapchat but he's also very immature. I feel like it's more mature to just text it like a, like a woman. Yeah. Text (laughs) it. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think that a little bit of like a bra or undie is hotter than just full on, full on boob. Once everyone's back in New York. Yeah. Totally hanging out. We're all
0: going to be at my graduation. Yes, yes. Oh, I can't wait, can't wait. I'm making you all fake diplomas, or maybe just, like, bring your diplomas or something, and I'll hand them out.
4: <laughs> cool. I love that. Can't wait. Bye, Bye. guys. Love you. Bye. Later.